Sarah said 425. Hi, Sarah. 425. And we are live. I can't I believe that. I was just that. thinking about how I have not touched you <gasps> since March 11th. Yeah. And it just feels so wrong. Isn't it weird? I miss your sweet embrace. Oh, Suze. I, I do. I, oh. Like when you come over, it just feels so weird. Like yeah, when you have to doesn't drop it feel off. like that? It feels yeah. cold and distant mm-hmm. and the, that like you're violating social norms of not hugging people, you know? Yeah. But then it made me think, then it made me think about how, you know, uh, uh, how you see people in Japan always giving a peace sign yeah. when, in like photos and things like that or when they see each yeah. other. what's that about? I was thinking about how we are wearing masks now and you can't see somebody smile. And yeah. how things like hand gestures have to then become the, you know, like yeah, the signaling. way yes, the signaling that <clears throat> you know everything's cool because uh, Ren met. Like, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say I bought a T-shirt that, or a tank top that says "I'm smiling at you" to wear yeah. when I wear a mask. Yeah, although I'm probably not, but I just think it's a cute idea. Right. Well, you know what? There you go. That's kind of nice. So you like don't have to, but then your T-shirt says like. Basically, like, I'm take like my word a, for it. Take my word for it. I'm not a dick, but <laughs> what yeah. were you going to say about Ren? Uh, oh, that he met some of my friends. Shout out to Courtney and Zach. And uh, she or he met them, and he said, like, while we were hanging out, he's like, okay, I, I hope you know that I'm smiling under this. Like, he had to like, announce it, and he said it felt really weird to yeah. not get that kind of. Uh, 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 like, what do you even call that? The the cues, like the social, like the feedback, to get that mm-hmm. feedback that, you know, hey, I, I approve of, you know, yeah. you here yeah, with I come in like, peace. my friend. I come in peace kind of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I don't love it. Yeah, I don't, I don't love, love it either. It. Oh, my God. Speaking of things I don't love, <gasps> but also lo- kind of do love, but also don't love, the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. Oh, God. I watched the trailer and I'm like, I can't do it. Susie. I'm surprised you watched it. Was well, it not what? triggering? Oh, no, it was. Yeah. I, I made cookies halfway through because <laughs> my go-to is- pot cookies? No, I just- Stress eating. Straight up stress eating because my go-to- Oh, I was just talking about this the other day. <laughs> it's like uh, my go-to is like overeating and like sweets and like, you know, bit like- yeah. Comfort food. Eating, comfort food and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, like I, I went there halfway through. I was like, got to eat some cookies. And I didn't even wait. I don't even think I waited for them to get out. Like they're, they're like half done. And I still was like. <laughs> Those <laughs> are the best kind. They really are. And, you know, and then I was. Well, it's took, like, so it was. It's four episodes. Maxing out. And yeah, maybe a little long. Maybe a little more. Is it just four? I think it is. Maybe. I, I hope was so. Like, how I, many I, we finished number two. But here's the thing. Tell me Ep- what. Episode number one, that's the real gut wrencher. That's the one that's like, oh, if, I think if you could survive the first one. I mean, I don't know what three and four are like, but I one and two. Because Ren was like, two was more of a follow the money where it was less about the survivors. But what I want to say about episode number one, there is one of the most beautiful, vulnerable, honest, uh, uh, I don't know, like expressions of like experience from a survivor 
one of his survivors that's so, and I think it might be, she says, like, this is the first time I'm, I'm really looking at it this way or talking about it like this. And you see that raw moment happen. And it is like, oh, it's powerful. What it's, is, the, what does she say? She says, oh God, it'll make me cry. I'll try not to cry. I won't cry. She says that before everything happened, she was like this flower. She was this flower that was just about to bloom, that was just blooming. And it was like somebody took that flower and plucked it and stomped all over it and destroyed its, and and it is no longer that beautiful. And I want to just reach in there and be like, no, no, that's not you. And like... And it's it just, is yes. very disturbing when you think about because I can relate to that. My yes. insult happened when I yes. was nineteen, oh. and I felt I felt that same way that I was just getting started, and then somebody like tramples you, and um, it does make you mourn what someone could have been if mm. the trauma didn't happen, whatever it was, you know, because yeah. you'll never know what their life ha- would have been without yeah. that incident yeah. or yeah. abuse. Yeah. And you don't want to to say that that made them rise to their potential or cuz that's an awful thought. You know, sometimes I you know, I think about well what would I have been? Well, so much of what I uh, uh pride myself in the thing that makes me who I am, I think is is being a survivor that then was inspired to help other people and then I think, "Oh my god, will I would I be in this position of helping others? Would my life feel as fulfilling?" which is then like I'm not grateful for it. I don't welcome it, but I guess it's one of those where you can't label it good or bad. It just is. Yeah, I mean, there's mm. you can make the best of it certainly, but, but it's, it's you so still sad. have grief about Yes having to deal with it in the first place and who you might have been otherwise. Oh, for sure. And I'm saying that as somebody who had resources that she could utilize and did and was able to like go through those stages from like the victim survivor then, you know, and beyond thing. That's not always the case because I wouldn't be singing that same tune. I would be like, what would I have been? How awful, and I see a lot of those girls from the documentary who are saying those kind of things. In the episodes you watched, did they talk about his girlfriend lady? Yes. A what whole is bunch. the fucking deal with that? They, they, we have not learned yet. It is what? episode two, and, and you just keep hearing. So she has, you like do. A part you, of it. Yeah, so she has a father that was involved in some other lawful behavior where it was like, and he was much older. So there was something about the uh, validation, like the, 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 the being. So like daddy issues are we saying yes, here? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Totally mm-hmm. daddy issues. So there's things like Maybe that going on. Maybe she's a survivor. And yes. Then, you know, there's that some, happens. Yes. And this sounds uh, uh, so much. So, you know, like Ren was saying, wow, this is so interesting because it has the elements of a pyramid scheme on top of the sex. Like, For real? Like, oh, did they have to oh, bring in girls? Yes. Oh. But Susie, this is the same as, and then I was saying, is it really that different? Because it falls in, it's not about sex. It's about power, which is the same thing that those cults, that cults like that are about. And like about this person at the top who's then, uh, uh, Finding somebody's weakness or finding out somebody's need and then exploiting it. Finding a way to like 
I, you know, you have this need, I can fill it. And then they exploit them for that need. And that's the same thing that I feel like happens in any situation where you have a narcissist who's... It reminded me of the... Uh, what's the one where they got branded? Oh, yeah. Right. What's that called? Nexium? Nexium. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's the same, where it's like... But it's really, it's one of the saddest, and, and I, there's still questions about where he got all that money and where all, oh. Right, I want to know where the mm-hmm. money went or where it came from. Yep, I, I they, they're slow rolling it out, but it is, it is sickening. And do you think it people is should watch it, though? to watch. Yeah, I do. I think it's important to, to you know, just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean... That yeah, it can still be helpful. Yeah, I do. I think it's really important. Do you think he killed himself? Oh, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is not cut and dry for sure. Not I mean, it's become like a meme, of course, now. Right. But, but Twitter there was, stuff, but. I, I think it was, I don't know what was going on in my life. Probably clearly a shit ton because I don't know a lot of the details of what went on. Like I didn't know about a lot of it. I kind of had, and maybe it was because of the subject matter. I was like, mm, I can't go there. I can't, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah, I I I have I don't really know and I don't even have an opinion yet, but I feel like I'm going to have a strong ask me again in like twenty four hours. Well <laughs> I'm sure that's in episode four. I saw yeah. episode three was about oh, his pedophile island. Jesus. Like he Christ. owns his own island right. that they called pedophile right. island. That and I was saying that to I'm like so they there were next door neighbors that were calling the police and reporting him for underage girls. Like, go, uh, think about how how like nosy of an, like how much you pay attention to what the hell your neighbors are doing. Me, not at all. I don't care. No. <laughs> and think no. about how many girls must have been going in and out of there. And I say girls because they are girls. How much? How, how many of them must have been going in and out of mm-hmm. there? For I don't think that he had any shame reported. or was no. interested in hiding it because he knew that he would get away with it. And yeah. he did for a really long yeah. time. His entire, he was getting away with things from day one. He became yeah. a professor and had not even got, graduated college. Lied his way in. And then right. had such a good excuse for why he did that, that the, they like kept him. What the fuck? Yeah. He is awful. It really bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, All that's right. what made me mad. There's yeah, one that's thing. That's a downer. Yeah. <laughs> There's one I thing. So but mad. I agree with you. Sometimes I will watch stuff even if it'll make me uncomfortable. Other times yeah. it, it's almost like you have to be in the right frame of mind. And when I watch a trailer, I'm like, I'm not up for this yet. Yes. Couldn't mm. do it. Couldn't oh. do it. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 
I'm like, I'm looking at my notes of fun things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, on a uh, uh, happier note, yes. Costa, Costa Rica just legalized same-sex marriage. They I'm had their so very happy first for one. them. I feel like that's kind of late in the game, Costa Rica. True. You're very, <laughs> come on. Yeah, Pura Vida, come on. Yeah, yeah. even Susie right? knows. Have you been there? <laughs> no. Oh, you're very, you got, you, you would love it. I God, would I love it. I need travel. to go there. I, I know. I can't wait to travel. I, I just saw life. some girl from the challenge, like hopping on a plane and I was like jealous, oh, but not. Is it, is it Jenny? Jenny, yeah. Jenny. Oh my gosh. She's uh-huh. who I was looking at too. And I was like, I, was the like sa- no. I felt exactly the same. I'm like, oh man, she went to a restaurant. I'm jealous, but not, I don't know. But not, right. Oh, the light just randomly went out in the office. Oh, Sorry. Spooky, Sarah. Spooky. We are videotaping this as well. Yes. Is it, do people still say videotaping? I don't know. Anyway, so. we're videoing it. But I still say it. remote control. And so I that, <laughs> right. people tell me that's wrong. We're putting this uh, on Patreon because I did a poll after we released the 420 episode on there. I just did a poll and said, do you guys want more video versions of the podcast or is it like audio is normally fine? And they overwhelmingly wanted more. So yeah, man. give if you want to watch, what they want. <laughs> that actually, that also means that I'm gonna have to like, I don't know, slap some lipstick and like. I know. know we got to pull ourselves together. Got to pull myself together. I just wrapped my hair up and it was like, there you go. That's what you people get today. But if you want to watch the video version or all of our video interviews as well, that's at Patreon.com/slash/BrainCandy. That's where we do the live Q and As. Yes. Um, we have book club stuff there. Author interviews. Doodles, pins, yes. blah, 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 blah. So much stuff. You can get lost in there. <laughs> it's a lot. For a deal. I think so. I think I we it. have uh, the best in the biz around yes, here. Yes, That was like a commercial for ourselves. I know, right. I like that. Uh, yeah, like what that. else is cooking yes. in your um, world? So, you know, like we all, well, we all hate Karens now. That's like yes. now and forever. However... Mm-hmm. There is a Karen in my apartment building that I am siding with because of the aggressive note that was left. And, and Ren and I, Ren took a picture of it and he was like, well, I agree You're with this Karen. Karen. Tell but, me. But this only is in this sense, do not take that out of context anyone. <laughs> okay. So we live in an apartment complex that is pretty big and there are one, two, probably like three or four stairwells. Some jerk dick face idiot in in uh, uh uh what's the word i'm looking for i mean there are like a million not respectful disrespectful mofo let their dog just take a shit in the and not like one shit like there were little <laughs> and several, like, shits. several shits and this was like a little dog because it's like those little like i feel like it's a pomeranian i don't want i don't want to i don't want to be like judgy against against breedist. i want to be breedist but it, <laughs> it judging by the size of the number two yes it looks like one of those dogs pomeranian poop Pomer- for sure. something like that or or shih tzu possibly shih tzu maybe, shih. yes that okay. that would make sense so this is what the sign said and also it's gross like Wait, there's where it's, it, it's where in the stairwell it- it's between so like it's the stairs that you take so we have one of two options we're on the second floor we have an elevator. We can take an elevator, but who's taking an elevator these days? I have to touch like four <laughs> things, even if it's with my foot. Like I don't. I'm. It's much easier if we. And it's like one of those push bars to go into the elevator or not elevator. The the stairwell. 
just take the stairs down. Go down two okay. flights of stairs. No big deal. Okay. <laughs> get a little exercise. I need all I can get. Um, and this time, and so we're like all the time almost stepping in this shit. It's like the weirdest place because it's you almost could, like. You could walk into the stairwell and you would see a pile. Yes. It's like going down the stairs. Like, like the dog started on the top step <laughs> and then kept walking. Poop and progress. I don't even care if this, if your dog has a medical issue, then take care of that. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh my gosh, I'm getting hoarse. I need a drink of water because I'm getting all worked up. <laughs> okay. Whatever it is. Where like you don't have the decency to clean up after your dog? No, that's that's the that's bottom line, you have to clean up after your dog. There you yes. go. So yes. this went on there for like two weeks or three weeks, this shit was still in the in and I, I swear there was more. At, like so somebody maybe did this twice. Somebody put up a sign that said, Please be courteous of your neighbors and pick up your dog's poop. One, two, three, four, five, five exclamation points and pick up all in caps. This is appropriate. Bigger font. Then this has become disgusting. And as a pet owner, this is funny. Pet owner, both capitalized. I don't know why that's extra funny. <laughs> like it's a proper title. Yes, this is serious. Right? Yes, as a pet owner. Uh, you lack, but I also side with this person. Let me also say that you lack incredible decency and consideration for others by not picking up after your pet. All caps. Accidents happen, but your behavior is unacceptable. So many exclamation points. Please be courteous of your neighbors and pick up your dog's poop. You are not the only one that utilizes these stairs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That is not a Karen, though. I would yeah, you're argue, right. I mean, I get that. But that's just I how it was presented that to me. the person who lets their dog do that and doesn't pick up, that's yes. the Karen. Amen, sister. Okay. Because Karens are only you're thinking right. of themselves. You're right. You are right. This is a, this is a justice. This is a... a a, right. It's an a, attack on Karens. It's, it is. I, okay. Yeah. I love this now. Because mm-hmm. I just got script. a text message from Ren when he was out taking the dog for a walk, and he was like, "What? It said something. It was. It was. It was something like you know, like one and only time I'm going to agree. Like, glad Karen took charge of this one. Great work. Yeah, that's what he said. And I was like, Yeah, yeah like but I get what he's saying though. You're so usually... you're so right. This is oh god, and they yeah, seem to be on Karen's... a hot. I mean, like. Karen's think that everyone else is just an accessory to their pleasure and comfort. And if you get in the way of their pleasure and comfort, then they're going to make a stink. In this case, actual shit on your stairwell. And I want to know who it is. Do they not have cameras in the stairwell? This is a good question. I should find out. Uh, Yeah. And the fact that, like, now you're just hearing me complain. Here we go. (laughs) I love so, that. I know. This is Susie's favorite. And I'm, I'm, I'm drinking water. This isn't even tipsy Sarah complaining. This is just, that's, how, that's real. That, that, you know, it goes deep. So w- during this time, like, we pay extra. It feels like, you know, we got, we pay the rent that we do so we can have the pool and we can have the fancy gym and we can have, yeah. like, all the amenities and da 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 Well, we don't get any of those right now. So I feel like, can we just clean up the dog shit? Mm-hmm. Can we just like make that the bar of like, can like you just like instead, uh, since I know you're not, not, nobody's cleaning the gym, nobody's cleaning the pool, like I'd like to re- reallocate my funds towards the stairwell. 
maintenance. Well, please. that's a good point also is that, okay, the dog owner is clearly the problem. Clearly. But why isn't the staff cleaning the stairwell? And I do also. understand that they're cleaning more public places, but it's like one of those things like sometimes there are places where maybe you just forget to clean because like nobody's ever pointed that out to you and you just get used to like sure. cleaning in your normal cycle. Like, I, I mean, I don't want to call it my friend, so I will not say her name, but I went over to my friend's house once and I was like, oh, let me help you clean like your house because I love to do that. And like <laughs> I wiped above the uh, 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 stove, like that thing on the, what do you? call that that well like the exhaust fan yeah like the exhaust thing yeah. up there and i was like never ever been cleaned ever but i think some people like it doesn't even cross their mind yeah so unless it was mm-hmm. on a checklist and then also who who thinks that i'm gonna need to clean dog shit out of a staircase <laughs> off of a staircase inside not even any windows there's nothing that even remotely looks anything close to outdoors in there yeah but it's i like don't get over. it and people have since stepped in it, and then it went, and now it's dried, and now you can still see it. it the whole thing needs to be power washed. I'm, I'm going to add a note below <laughs> it that says, like, ch- put a tally mark here if you agree that this they, that they should power wash this. Is that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something needs to be done all something around. Something does, you know. But I get it, I, and yeah. I agree with you. This is yeah. The, yeah. the work of a good Samaritan. Okay, good, good. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you you ch- you corrected me. You really o- opened my eyes to seeing that this wasn't a Karen. So really, <laughs> right, we're on didn't the same page me, now. But we're, mm-hmm. now we are. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I think another thing you will be on the same page with me with (laughs) is uh, things, these elements or like the idea that we want a happier home right now. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And we're spending so much freaking time in it. I have this Psychology Today magazine that I've had for like months and I flipped through it and there's an article that I just kept passing, you know, like when those, you're like, oh, this probably like, I don't know if I'm really going to like this. It was just titled how to make a happier home. And I was like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm, good. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. good. I'm fine. And so Great. then I really went into it and I was like, oh my God, this good advice. Is- like amazing this will this combines so many of my favorite things which i hope will be other people's favorite things which is okay. like the th- like color theory and like psychology and actual studies and things that impact like mental health and well-being and creativity and it was like everything wrapped up in one and so i, I love wanted it. to share it this yes. is great yes okay so there were like the the author of this was talking about how we need to create a blueprint for happier, healthier homes and how we're kind of, we're, how as we are more populated, as people are, are living together in like smaller spaces, oftentimes the smaller spaces don't really incorporate the things that were really good about those bigger spaces. And we have to kind of like look at that and look at those elements and see and incorporate those more into our design. And so this article talked about five of these design tactics that they say uh, 
self-reported evidence supporting the beneficial emotional impact of design. So basically, five of these, five tactics that will lead to emotional benefits just based on design alone. And they're so good. Okay, so number one, and this one, there are a lot of these where it's like, well, yeah, duh. But then you're going to find out why. We're like, why we really like those things. So the number one at the top of their list, or at least first thing on here, is wood. Wood is good, they say. So Wood is good. Yes. That's cute, huh? Yeah. So incorporating any kind of like, and this matches that, and you say it right. How do you say that that Scandinavian design Huga. style that I love? Huga. Yes. <laughs> mm. So... Uh, yeah, that's like would. one of the elements, but they say, and they said in this article that I thought was really interesting that we have to understand what's at the root of that, that design element, because like Ikea, not to call out Ikea, but kind of Ikea's take on that and their minimalistic looks is sometimes missing some of the elements. So like, for example, wood is really important. So like they're all about those uh, like clean wood floors, but you can't replace it. It's not just about the look. We don't just like that because it looks good. It studies show that when we walk on wood floors, that it has a. It's linked to decreasing blood pressure and increases a general sensation of comfort. And you cannot get that with linoleum floors or vinyl floors that are made to look like wood. What? Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? It's only completely effective if it's the right material. Yes. And a 2017 study uh, showed that participants were less stressed and less fatigued in wooden indoor spaces than non-wooden indoor spaces. Even if it looks, it's designed to kind of like mimic that, we need almost the touch and the feel. And this is great because I'm like on a wood desk right now. So I'm like touching it and feeling, which kind of then makes me think knock on wood is also maybe like, I don't know. My mind just goes to all those kind of things. Hey, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what that really is about. Yeah. But it said, so back to like all the benefits of wood that in wooden indoor spaces, uh, they saw increases or Benefits to blood pressure, skin temperature, near-distance vision, and heart pressure. And researchers concluded that wood-filled environments had positive benefits for the respiratory and nervous system and helped facilitate restoration after work, which is something that most of us desire in our homes. And all I do desire do, like, that. Right? Especially yeah, if you work in your great. home. I know. <laughs> so wood is good. And so they said that even though... Some of these elements, you know, and then my, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, but who can afford a wood floor? And that's so expensive and blah, blah, blah. And what I liked about this article is that they, gave, they said that investing in a wood floor and will pay out long term, like the health benefits and all those kind of things, not only, you know, your own benefit, but will last so My mom longer. always talks about that because she's a health nut. And she says, um, you... Either pay for your health now or later. Yep. So totally. Oh yeah. You know. Isn't that fun? My mom said the same thing. <laughs> Her she moms was like, are weird. I so know. Nice. Weird. Weirdly similar. <laughs> it is really funny. Yep. And it said <clears throat> that the article said wood, cork, or bamboo tends to pay out in the long term and can last. Did a you cent- say pork? Cork. Oh. <laughs> wood, like, okay. cork, or bamboo, and cork okay. floors are really cool. Okay. And I'm they can last a century with po- proper carpet. maintenance. Not the same. Needs to be oh. element of wood or na- nat- nature, like cork, mm. bamboo, or wood. 
Okay. Yes. Good tip. Second one, they said, higher ceilings give us headspace. But that one's one where it's like, okay, duh. And I read this and I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's fine. But it's deeper than that. And like, we all know that. Like, we intrinsically know we would love a house with higher ceilings. But could you answer why? Like, why would you guess? They would just say, oh, it's airier, you know, like you feel like you have more room to grow or something like that. Oh, well, I do like that you said you have more room to grow because that's kind of more in line. And okay. you know what's so funny? Because like when you ask me questions like that, I'm like always like, here's my theory. Let me break it down. And you're more like, well, I mean, it could be this. I'm like, wow, totally different when I ask the question. That is for sure. But that's what I like about you. So that cracks me up. So, okay, a good so match. it said that higher ceilings don't simply appeal to our sense of beauty. They also influence how we behave. As the room gets smaller, the amount of space we desire for our personal bubble expands so this one blew my mind men in particular seem to crave larger personal space bubbles when they find themselves in low ceiling environments and are more likely to act antagonistically when they feel cramped this is why they man spread on the train yes that's See, exactly I, what i was thinking they didn't say that but i know that that's what they're implying oh my god yeah, look, i'm getting so excited the, the camera shaking yes <laughs> the more they want isn't see i was like as i'm reading this i was like why did i sleep on this article this is blowing my i was like i'm highlighting so much it's like silly i'm like what i the whole article is highlighted yes and it was like it and so researchers like understand why and it's like their whole desire to like be able to see the room and feel safe so it's really just comes down to men's desire to feel that like that they can protect the space. So it's like they need to be able to see and they need to be able to like, you know, uh, uh, recognize where the food source is. It's like so biological and goes back where women kind of prefer the nest and the small. And doesn't this kind of play into what we're all dealing with right here and right right now in this quarantine situation? I mean, come on. So do men prefer bigger spaces more than or not yeah they do oh they they need the visual like they say that they they need like uh, a visual like perspective they need to be able to like uh, if they were being chased by a lion your biological instinct would not to be run into a cave it would be to climb a tree oh okay yeah did they say lion god whatever chased by lions yeah there you go yeah isn't that interesting? That's, I didn't expect to be mad at men during this conversation, but I am. Here we are. Well, here and here we are. Have you seen that meme where it's what's it, Paul Rudd, where he's like, "How did we get here?" I don't know. Like, it's really funny. You have to check it out. But it's very perfect. I'm doing a terrible job explaining it. But yeah, did you ever think we'd be here? Nope. Nope. Not me. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. There you go. Here we are. Um. Uh, then the other thing was uh, all about the ratio. So like high ceilings, we think, oh yeah, high ceilings, you know, that always sounds good all the time, but that's not true because if you have a high ceiling in a hallway, it can make you feel like there's, there's, it's all about proportion and some designers and, and architects do this. And like, we don't know why, well, I mean, when they research it and study it, they do. But if you were to ask, you know, me, why do you think like Frank Lloyd Wright's designs are so great? I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to tell you that he uses perspective and like and our, our like yeah, the ratio right. 
I have no idea. I feel that way about music too. Like there's oh. math involved that I don't understand, but yeah. my brain does somehow. Yeah. Because your preferences are informed by it, but you don't know why. Yep. And there are certain spaces that we enjoy having low ceilings in because they create intimacy and closeness like any place where you would read or in the kitchen where you would have a talk over a kitchen table. Oh, look, it gives me goosebumps. I don't know why. Like, I just love it. get excited. Yes. Because it just shows that, like, I don't know, there's so much connection and there's so much that, you know, I think a lot of times people feel very out of control. And we are so much more in control than we even realize that you can control your happiness in a space by simply like ma- changing the, 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 well, I mean, you, you can't physically change the height of your ceiling, but when you're picking an apartment, making that something that's on your list and maybe you're right. more willing to, you know, I, I'm fine with a, I don't know, being further away from a grocery store if I get an extra six inches in my ceiling height or something, making like where you want to, um, you know, put your emphasis or things like that. And that makes me feel like this, this comforting sense of like, ah, I can, you know, control things. The trouble is that the people that know the most about this are, you know, the people that do the science of consumption. And when you're shopping, they structure the stores so that you buy more. You're so right. And so like they know way more about it than you do. So Mm -hmm. like you're being manipulated. All the time. (laughs) All the time. And it's awful once you become aware of that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I move through a target very uh, – with a lot of like – self-awareness or like very aware of how I'm being manipulated and it's almost exhausting but it still works. sometimes. Oh, totally. That's like, the worst part. Totally. Powerless. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One of my favorite things I ever learned was the butt bump Theory, like, you heard this one? Yeah. Like when someone gets their butt touched in a store, then they are more likely to leave. Yes. Yeah. If a woman gets her, like, butt, like, bumps, bunt, oh my, help me, bumps butts <laughs> with yeah. another woman or a shopping cart or something like that, then she usually leaves within, like, a, a very specific amount of time. And right. so they make aisles wide enough to where they Two ensure butts. no butt bumps. But you don't have to be as specific in men's sections. But then sometimes women do the shopping there. So what? It's just crazy. Yeah. And the colors, the color theory stuff just like is my favorite, favorite. Yeah. What did they say about that? Oh, then, I mean, of course, this led me down the rabbit hole. And then I was like looking at everything. So let me look because I did find an article. It didn't say things about the colors in this one. I'm surprised. Um, yeah. It, it It talked more about... Yeah, you know that is interesting. They they because I think with color there's so much that 
and even when you, when I when I read these this from this next article that I have, it's like it could be this or it could be that. Where one of the very you know, so it's more um, subjective, I think. Right. You know, and there yes, we do know, but if you're, you know, from a, like red means something different in Western culture than it does in Eastern culture. So that I think is a little bit different, but they do say the last, mm-hmm. one of the last things on the list is you have to make your house a verb, housing a verb. So I think in that it kind of is like the catch all for like making it your own and like making the space, like even that making the space your own has psychological effects that are really right. beneficial. And okay. Yeah. Let me, let me see this. I well, cause I noticed that like, when I moved out to LA, we rent because most people out here rent mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it does change your relationship with your space because like you're just not as committed if you might be moving in a few months. So yeah. that oh, falls in that sure. category of like making it your, your own and cause you're, there's always distance there if you know that you might yeah. leave in a few months or whatever. Yeah. So this article I found that, uh, it was, it's called How Interior Design is Influencing Your Subconscious. Okay. And I was like, mm-hmm, yes. And so this one did talk <laughs> about colors affecting your mood. And so to break, like, and this is one of my favorite things. I remember, like, when I was in when I was elementary school, I, my uh, uh, science fair project was, what color ball does a dog prefer? And wasn't very scientifically accurate, if you were wondering. So, but this well, right, maybe is a little colorblind more. colorblind or something? Yeah, probably. So, okay. real, like, I don't know. I couldn't test for that. Didn't do. It was like second grade. I didn't know about PubMed, and I did not have access to my peer-reviewed journal articles like I do today. Okay, I don't judge. I know. I'm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so some colors. Uh, first of all, what is your favorite color that for a room to be painted? What do you like? Ooh, painted. Yeah, like what do you want? Oh, other good thing. Difference between painted and just having that as a theme, I wonder. Right. Is this specifically about paint? Because I don't even know what I like. Right. You probably do. Well, I mean, I guess it would be like overwhelming uh, uh, if you had just the... uh, Whatever color is the most dominant in that room, I should say. Mm -hmm. So like what color would you tend to... You don't shy away from bright colors. No, I guess blue tends to be what I go for. Blue, it says, blue perpetuates feeling of calm and freshness. This is a good fit for high traffic areas like kitchens and bathrooms. Okay. I noticed a lot of bathrooms are blue. We talked about that, how everyone does like water themes in their bathroom, like the beach or funny. Whatever. Yes. This other article that I found. in apartments, what is it? Apartment ther- therapy. I love that. That used to be a, mag- uh, a magazine, and now it's just online. But it's great. Um, they went through uh, and talked about how your house has to be something that you experience through the senses, through time, through reasoning or thought or memory, through emotions, both pleasant and pleasant, and through anticipation and excitement. What does this all mean? Right? Isn't that interesting? So we talked like the the. Through the senses is kind of like the color. So like recognizing that certain colors, certain textures, certain patterns, like that the article in Psychology Today talked about how curves are something that a lot of home and interior design shy away from, but there's something that are in nature, they're pretty much the only thing in nature. There aren't a lot of right angles and aren't a lot of strict lines. And so that's one of those things where, you know, maybe minimalism 
and that kind of like Ikea look has it kind of wrong where you have to incorporate a little more of those natural elements and they say curves, curves, curves. Where I've, Sorry yeah. to interrupt. I follow this account on Instagram called 80s Interiors. Oh, fun. It's so fun. And I noticed a lot of curves because you know how like there were a lot of like round chairs and like couches. How about my parent? I was born, my first home that I lived in was a, one of those dome houses. Really? Yeah. That was the house. That was my parents' house in Topanga Canyon. Wow. I mean, how hippie is that? They lived in one of the, what do you even <laughs> call like those? It's Yeah. Like a, like a hobbit house, like one of those That's dome so cool. style living. Cause that was like a fad. Right. Yes, that had a moment. Yes. And I imagine a lot of the interiors I spot on this account, you'd probably have found in homes like that. I want to see that. Oh my God, you would love it. Because yes. it just, first of all, it reminds me of that time and I prefer those sitcoms and stuff. So it's just comforting. Yes. But it's also just fun to look at. It's just pleasing to your brain. Yes. And um, the, as much as I hated the Jeffrey Epstein, doc, well, I mean, hate all, everything about him. One of the things that was fun about it was that a lot of it took place in, in 1986. So they have a lot of footage from that time. And that was the year I was born. And so I'm yeah. like, oh my God, that's what the world looked like when I was born. That looks old as fuck. Like, yes. It looks so like an ant, like I'm watching something where I, I, it feels like they barely had color television. Yes. Isn't that weird? I love it. I love thinking I about yeah. that because if you're too close into your own life, then the changes mm-hmm. you don't notice because mm-hmm. they're just sort of day to day. So I love reflecting on decades <sighs> like that. It's okay. So well, this is exactly what they were talking about in that apartment therapy article because that's what they mean by time and movement through space is that there's something very comforting when the mixture of modern and antique or like even just a, a, a set choice in one of those where this is either all modern or this is all antique, like speaks to our soul in a way. And I love the eclectic mix of both of them, of having something old and something new and being able to reflect on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because the old would like ground it. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A foundation. And then the new would be fresh and yep. hopeful. <laughs> it says that... Um, Environments that are steeped in an- antiques often appear to us to be steeped in backstories. So they give yes. this idea of like, ooh, this is like mystery. But then there's the like the the clean lines and like the elements of like crisp furnishing of like modern stuff gives us a feeling of like ah, oh, like peace and like you know, yeah, everything's precise. Think- and then there you go. I remember when we were at the Long Beach Antique Market and I told you that if I could choose a superpower, I would want to choose the power where I could look at an object and know its whole history and like who owned it and where it was and like the life, kind of like Woody in Toy Story. Like, you know, you see his life as a toy. I just think that's fun. I'm sure some psychedelics can give you that same feeling. I mean, that could be a totally different episode, but I think that that is what happens when you take maybe like mushrooms. Because you like have this, you, you, you like understand understanding. the connection. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Good I don't times. Know. Wait, wait, I have not done that in that way, experienced <laughs> that. So next time we go to Long Beach Antique Market, I'll do some shrooms. Yeah. But you know what? Like, but I do think what you just, uh, 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 and I think maybe we talked about this when you said that, is that seems like one of the most 
adorable and fun, like, date ideas is, like, playing that game. Like, let's go to a flea market, wherever you are. Let's mm-hmm. go to an antique store and make up stories. If you just walk around a neighborhood, you about, can do it. Yes. I mean, Ren and I, we, we, we went to our, like, first concert together. Like, not even a concert. It was, like, some music that was playing in Dana Point. And so it was, like, a crowd that was, like, these old, like, you know, Dana Point beach bums who were, like... And Ren and I were playing what's their backstory and what do all of them do? And we had names for all of them. I love it. Oh, it was so fun. And he was so good at it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the man for me that we can do this for forever. (laughs) So it's like doing that for, that's like doing that with objects, I suppose. Yes. mm -hmm. I think that's so fun. Mm -hmm, It gives mm -hmm. you a sense of history, but it's playful. Yes. Yes. What else is on the list? What color would you choose? Oh gosh, that's right. I didn't. Well, I love, this is one of the things like, you inspired me with the that you said you were taking the master class doing the master class thing. So I was looking yeah. and, and you know, I haven't pulled the trigger yet because I still am deciding between two that I want to to check out. But there was this woman who is an interior decorator and she's talking about elements of design and lighting and layering and things like that. And I'm like watching this commercial for it. And she says in it that Something about like if if you're a minimalist in your color choices, it just means that you're scared to take risks. And I was like, oh, not true, lady. Yeah, I didn't agree with that. I at didn't all. agree with it either. And I feel like it's the the ultimate risk is the and and being able to like layer texture and color or te- texture and patterns and and that in well, a way that's still pleasing. So like, hey, yeah, because yeah, a lot. I think a lot of people that are big risk takers they don't need to do it in their house. Like you did it all over yeah. your body, the, number one. Yes. <laughs> and totally also true. in your life. Oh my God. Oh, that was fun. It's funny that you say that about the tattoos because there's even a quote about that in here. And you're going to be like, what? Yes. So it was this talk about think twice. So this one of the, the recommendations or like their five things was think twice before going minimalist. And so we're talking about some of those things about having the antiques and like bringing the elements of like the past in. And there was this, like he's this modernist pioneer, um, this Austrian Czech guy. His name is Adolf Luce. So... I don't know who the heck he is, but he's just quoted in here. And he said that ornament, he had this essay in 1910 that he wrote called Ornament and Crime because he believed that anything that was ornamental was like a crime of design. Yeah, he's really annoying. And he said, uh, he suggested that any tattooed Westerner who died unincarcerated simply hadn't had time to commit their crimes yet. And I was like, how come I'm reading an article about interior design and somehow they're putting down like you're getting insulted i'm getting insulted but they did say that that he's incorrect and how nature in and of itself is very ornamental and very decorative and how our eye absolutely loves that and how we don't like um like we having detail allows us to take more information in from the the scene and in from the the picture and so you know uh mr adolf loose can fucking can it he can can it yeah carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is carmax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer so don't settle find love at first drive and start shopping now at carmax.com carmax the way car buying should be. So there you go. 
By the way, that reminds me, we have a lot of great merch cooking so on our much. website. Yes. We have a can it hoodie, as a matter of fact. I love it. And uh, you should go to our store. It's on our website, thebraincandypodcast.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter there um, where we put the links to the articles we talk about and like discounts and fun stuff. We don't spam you. You'll love it. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, no, I Carry love on. this because then I, <laughs> then I hope that people will then take pictures of themselves wearing the merch, and that's my favorite thing. Oh, well, I was going to show you it, but I can't because I realize it's on the back of the actual computer that I'm looking at right now and being <laughs> recorded on. But I just put my brain – I had my Brain Candy Podcast sticker forever because I'm like, what do I put it on? Yes. And then I got my new water bottle, and that has a nice design on it. So I was like, don't want to put it on that. And I was saving it for the water bottle. Now I know. Put it on my computer. Oh, I feel but so I cool did. when I, I like, love pop it. it up. It looks me cool. Too. Well, you inspired me, Susie. So. Uh, <laughs> no, you know. I love that look. Yeah, we yes. have the die cut stickers on our website too. Yes, they one. are really good. Super cute. I mean, I, like, I, I, you'd think I would know, but there's, I saved it for so long that I finally peeled it off and I was like, Damn, this is a high quality, quality sticker. Yes. That is. Nothing but like, the best totally, part of That's fine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so this was the one, the, la- the last one that I'll mention is um, they said windows are super important, that seeing is revealing. And duh, we know that. But this one, I didn't have a chance to look it up or didn't bother to. Um, but I want to know if you knew what this was. It says... If your windows don't happen to look upon any treetops, you can bring a bit of what they call biophilia, which is a love for nature. I'm definitely using that that word. Um, You're a biophiliac. Yes, definitely. Uh, into your view with a window box. What's a window box? Um, they're just like the things you can plant flowers in that you put oh on Oh, my God. Duh. Of all people, I should know this. <laughs> Well, maybe you've never had a window box. Yeah, I've ne- I've never had a window box. Oh, Excuse bless me. you! That was an adorable little sneeze. No, I've never had I've never had a window box. And is that maybe? No, it's not. That's not not an East Coast term. I think they're more prevalent in like New England. Yeah, just because they're like the box. type of houses. Yeah, yeah, the house that would have those. Because it was mm-hmm. like you can put up a window box, and then I was like, I'm gonna have to Google window box. Oh, I'll just ask Susie. Whatevs. So. so they're saying, like, if you don't have a good view, you can make... Yeah. Uh, I see. Like, if you live in a city or something. Yes, uh-huh. yes, 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 yes. Okay, and that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I thought about, like... Because, you know, going back to, like, what we can control in our environment and kind of, like, setting ourselves up, I look for any ways that I can fill that emotional bank account, whatever it may be, whether it's, like, taking the time to give yourself a nice bath and, like, do it right or, like, putting a little bit of extra effort into... <clears throat> Do they know, like how you specifically talk about plants in the house? Like I know they're saying build a window box, but yeah. Well, they were saying they they, they did mention with the wood that that kind of falls uh-huh. into that uh, 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 category. And they said, well, this was when they were talking about the windows. But people who were in hospital rooms where they had views of a tree recovered faster. Oh my god, that brings! I remember this story. I believe that, by the way. Yeah. Um, no, uh, so, <laughs> well, so, science also says so. Yeah. <laughs> you so remind you me of it. when I was in Sunday school when I was a kid. I remember this story that was told to us about there were these two old guys in a hospital, and they were really sick. And the one guy had a window in front of him, and he could see out the window. And he would always tell the other guy, "Oh, I can see." these beautiful trees and, and there's a butterfly and he was t- 
telling all these stories about how gorgeous it was outside. And the other guy was jealous, of course, because he wanted to see outside. So the window guy one day had um, a medical crisis and was calling for the nurse. And the other guy didn't call to get help for him because he wanted the window seat. And so the guy (gasps) died and then he got the window seat and then he would look out and it was just a brick wall. I, I knew that. Oh my God. I, I was, ho- I, I knew that was going to be the ending, but that's like, so. Like, why did I go to this a trauma is so church? Good. No, <laughs> I think good, that's a really that's... good lesson. Why? Because it like, it, I do. I think it, there's like <laughs> trust and not, not being, being jealous. jealous. That's a good Don't one. Don't let people die because you want the window. Yeah, but then I also feel like what this man was so wonderful who like described yeah. all that. That made me think of that documentary where like he tells his brother that he didn't have the horrible childhood that he really had. Remember when? Yes, dude, I know the lies we tell to the preserve. Lies. Yeah, ourselves but in that situation, it, it seemed okay. But and same, right. it seems okay with the brother. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Can you imagine though if you like moseyed on over and you're like, finally, I get the window, and then you look out and it's just like that. That a sounds lot. like actual hell. Like, you know, yeah, that's does. that does. That sounds like an episode of Black Mirror where like you get to choose your own hell, and you'd like just have to repeat that over and over and over. And every time you'd be wake up in a new hospital bed and you'd get the new same lesson, it'd be like Groundhog's Day. <gasps> Somebody write a story like that. That's good. I'm, not, I'm still not convinced that this is a story that should have been told to me as a child. I mean, maybe not as a child, but it does feel like something that I can like, like extrapolate from, lesson. put a nice bow on, <laughs> and then use with a client someday in like a very yeah, impactful way. You know? Yeah, I got a few. I got a few. Yeah, I got a few solid ones like the what's good, what's bad story. So good. Look that one up. If you, you haven't seen the Bill one. Murray documentary, yeah. see that. That's where I learned that story. Fantastic. And the other one about the wood chopper and sharpening your axe. And that mm. one's good too. Look that it's up. It's like the chore chart. You have some greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, what else feel do we have like, time for? What, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, Tell don't me. you feel like people should leave us a five-star review? What, have they not? <laughs> I what mean, are you some for? people, but Come like, now. I just want them to know that it means so much to oh, me, and I really hope does. they do it. I love it. Oh, yeah. oh, and if you're wondering if cause this is one I was going to tell you about a while ago, but I forgot to. If you're uh, uh, thinking like, oh, should I do that? Do I even want to? Studies show that when we do nice things for other people, we get a greater. Uh, uh, like dopamine surge and like feeling of reward than we would do even if we were to do something kind and good for ourselves. So See? there you go. You want to feel better? Leave us a five-star review. Yeah. You feel better, we feel better. Making the world a better place over here. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? Just like, I, I love you, to cut you off. No, I love you too. Good. I love yeah. you too. Yeah. All right, I miss well, seeing we'll your be house. Back. I can't wait to see it in all of its beautiful design elements. I have strong emotions for that. And I hope we can hug soon. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Love you. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.